Oh my god. That's ridiculous. That's the Taliban in Afghanistan and Kabul. What a way to get demonetized right away. Usually takes a couple minutes. Welcome back to Unauthorized Opinions, the show that brings you the most. Uopod.com, streaming on Getter, Twitter, Rumble, YouTube. And of course, thanks to all of our loyal listeners on Spotify, the biggest audio listening platform we're on. But we're also on Google. We're also on Apple Podcasts and iHeartRadio. If you listen to us from there, we love you long time as well. Yesterday, streamed myself playing the Alex Jones video game. Got a little pushback. Got a little hate saying I can't play video games. One person said, hey, Andrew, I'm unsubscribing, not because of anything you said, because you can't, but because you can't play video games. Fake news. Everybody knows I can play video games. I was dealing with pop-ups at the time. You couldn't use your mouse. The game was an in-browser game. You had to use the keyboard plus shift or caps lock or whatever where they're using the mouse. Didn't make any sense. I still nearly beat the game without using a continue. Died on the very last boss, which was, I think, Klaus Schwab as some sort of globalist. Fun time, though, the game. AlexJonesGame.com, I think it was. Be- still beat it in an hour. Like, I was doing an eating competition. You got to give me credit. But the title track today is... The Taliban in Afghanistan. We all know how much Joe Biden left equipment there. He left Blackhawks. He left trucks. He left ammo and and weapons there. Tons of stuff. Billions of dollars. He immediately made the Taliban into one of the biggest armies in the world. Not as big as the United States or China, for example, but one of the bigger armies in the world. And now we get this video from last week of the Taliban, I guess they just stepped right into 1998. They're going extreme. We can see it with this this video they pushed out. Now it's allegedly some part of a part of some sort of parade. Just getting blasted in the headphones with that. Some part of parade um of a show of force in Kabul. And they got guys skitching as it's called. That's skitching. Holding on to the side of a vehicle while you're on a bike or something, but these guys are on rollerblades and they couldn't feel cooler. How could you not though? I don't know what the, the inline skating scene has been like in Afghanistan in the, in the nineties, they were in uh, the Gulf war. I think maybe not, but the Taliban rule apparently has expanded to the fun <laughs> of rollerblading not roller skates. They're technically roller blades. As you can see, they're all in, in line or inline skating. And they're they're chilling. They got AKs. They got flags with the, you know, the Islamic mantra on there, one of the pillars of Islam. And they're going really fast. Let me tell you, when Andrew says was around 12 years old, he was going pretty fast around some corners on some roads on downward slopes. And it is not easy. So these guys have to have phenomenal <laughs> core strength. They couldn't have blown out any knees at this point in their life. Otherwise, they're falling. And, you know, they're taking a tumble at high speeds. That's the end of the video. There's also some video of them, you know, going through busy street corners with, you know, directing traffic and everything. One guy does a nice backwards 
backwards turn. I'm surprised they have time to just mess around on rollerblades, but when you're in such a harsh government, you can sort of do that thing. This all ties into, of course, the the botched uh, the botched get out. What what word am I looking for? Non-existent producer. The botched withdrawal of the United States from Afghanistan. It all ties into that, and. A couple days after this video surfaced, we learned that they don't know where the money is going. There's an inspector general for Afghanistan for the pullout of Afghanistan, phrasing the pullout of Afghanistan, and that he doesn't know what's happened to the money. They give money to these, you know, NGOs, these non-government organizations, and they're supposed to just, you know, do the right thing. And the Taliban's not going to. Why are we giving money to the Taliban? the taxpayer why is the taxpayer of the united states giving money to the taliban i don't know read you a little bit about what they said the special inspector general for afghanistan reconstruction john sopko reportedly told the house affairs committee that the cooperation from the biden administration and state department has been minimal according to the epoch times the biden government has resisted efforts by the inspector to pin down where the foreign aid has gone so the biden government much like what they do with Ukraine, the State Department, they don't want to know what's happening to this money. They just want to send it out there and say, hey, look, we're giving we're giving so much money to make sure things go well over there in Ukraine or Afghanistan and now Israel. They don't really want to know. One, because then they have to be responsible for what happens to it. And two, you know, allegedly, some would allege, not myself, of course, but some conspiracy theorists would allege that if you don't know where the money goes and the government doesn't talk about where the money goes, then you can't, you know, know who's on the receiving end of the money. And given what we know about Ukraine, I would imagine it's a lot easier to do some shifty things in Afghanistan with the money than it is even in Ukraine. And the Ukraine doesn't exactly have the most solid screening systems in terms of where the money's going. Uh, Zelensky sort of just says, give me more money. And they're just like, okay. Except lately, he hasn't really gotten it, and he's been a little bit ticked off about that. So Sopko stated point back, point blank, we do not know, period, how the humanitarian aid is being used. He also alleged that information from multiple sources, including the U.S. Agency for International Development, has indicated that, quote, the Taliban is diverting or otherwise benefiting, end quote, from the aid not the intended beneficiaries. So we're sending a couple billion to Afghanistan. Uh, We don't know where it's going. The government isn't helping us find out where it's going. And according to everything we've looked into, the Taliban is getting some support from the money. He said some guy from the State Department has ignored countless requests to meet. And he went on to say many would like to believe that we are aiding Afghan people while successfully bypassing the Taliban. This can be viewed as useful fiction as it ignores the fact that it's impossible to entirely bypass the Taliban regime, Sopko continued. Uh, the inspector general explained, he, and he also noted that the Taliban pressures the UN and other non-government organizations to issue contracts to Taliban-affiliated companies to partner with Taliban-affiliated NGOs and not to partner with other NGOs. That seems pretty obvious, you would think. If you're a person within the u.s state department and you're like we're gonna give two and a half billion to afghanistan for some reason uh and it's just gonna go to the people we swear the the taliban is just gonna let it go to the people 
because the UN says so. If you're going to give this money and then you're just going to say, hey, um, we trust that the Taliban isn't going to get their Taliban-y hands into it and they're not going to pressure anyone and the UN's going to shrug them off and all these other NGOs are going to shrug them off and just operate freely within Afghanistan. That's a dream. That is not just a regular dream. That is an Afghanistan poppy field on fire, hazy heroin opiate dream from an inside of a den with the Taliban. That's that's how wild of a dream that is. Smoking opium, <laughs> opium in a den in Afghanistan. There are no good answers, he went on to say. There are no good alternatives when providing humanitarian assistance in an environment like Afghanistan. So there's not um, there's not much they can do if you're just handing money over to the to Afghanistan and saying we don't really care what happens to it. What is this inspector general guy supposed to do? I think what they expect him to do is shut up, take your two hundred thousand dollar year salary, pretend like you're doing things in Afghanistan and we will continue to pay you as long as you don't really say what's happening and you don't look too hard. We're going to pay you. And then he calls and no one, he picks up the phone. They're just like, who's this guy? Who's this guy calling me right now? Why does he actually want to know where the money goes? That's wild. There's a, there's a bit more footage we can show of this on your local YouTube channels. Trying to find where they're like pirouetting, pirouette, pirouette in the streets. It's a pretty long video. The, the wild thing about it, and YouTube usually doesn't cooperate when we're when we're doing this live, which is odd because Twitter works, Instagram easily works, and then it's just like, oh no, YouTube doesn't want to work. What's interesting about this video is that it was posted by a guy who's uh, who says he's a parkourist. This had 110,000 views when I when I wrote about it, you know power, influence, power, money, respect. This is the guy who says he posted it. Well, he did post it. Hello, my name is Yadula Marvi. I'm a parkour parkour athlete in Afghanistan. Well, we got to see his full bio. This is a wild one. I'm a parkour athlete in Afghanistan. I've been working in parkour for three years. He makes it sound like he, he he's a roofer, right? I've been working in parkouring for, for three years. We've got uh, three parkour maps we've been working on. And, you know, I've, I've just been up and coming in the parkour game in Afghanistan. Look out. He's getting his next phone call for the next James Bond movie, the diversity one. But he says, um, I want to show the world that Afghanistan has such people and talents that this is a way of progress for me and my country. But I never had this opportunity. I didn't have the chance to show my talent and ask all people to support me. My biggest problem will be solved because I've never had a supporter. And this is the biggest problem of my path. Yeah, 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 Afghanistan. Call him on WhatsApp. If uh, don't harass him, of course we can't. We don't want to do that. What if we just messages on him on WhatsApp? I don't think I even have WhatsApp. I'll look him up on uh, Instagram later. That'll be a fun segment. If I start talking to an Afghani parkour parkourer, let's see if we can watch his uh, parkour video here. Where's the vo- where the volume at? Wait for the end. I mean, I mean, Afghanistan looks like it's not doing that bad, to be honest with you. 
I, I don't know if they needed to do this whole thing where we took everybody out uh, and and left people behind at the airport. There were people clinging onto the plane legs. There were dogs that they left behind. I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not sure Joe Biden's doing such a great job. You guys is what I'm getting at here. The next story we have is ooh, this is a this is a fun one. Welcome to the BBC's new website. the The latest um, news out of the Miss Universe pageant, you guys, which I follow closely, is that the the guy who owns it is bankrupt. Now, if you want to go back, I think it's almost a year ago now that the Miss Universe pageant as a whole was bought by a guy who is a like a telecoms billionaire in East Asia. Excuse me. And he has said stuff like he's a trans woman. He's transitioned. He's a trans woman who owns Miss Universe, bought it from, I think, the Trump regime or whoever owned it after Trump. So that and and he trolls too. He said something along the lines of one of my I've never felt more like a woman than when I had this makes me feel more like a woman than when I had my first couple of kids calls himself a mother even though he became trans when he's 30 something and now he's 42 or whatever. And you've read the stories probably about multiple contestants in Miss Uniform Miss Universe being transgenders. Now they're extremely pretty dudes who said, I'm so pretty. I can be a girl and I'm such a pretty girl that used to be a dude that I will be in Miss Universe. No hate. Of course, we don't hate on this podcast. We just point out that guys that think they're pretty like girls now get into the Miss Universe. I think Miss Netherlands was a Monsignor. <laughs> we could call them, you can't call them Miss Netherlands, really, can you, at this point in time? You go with, like, Monsignor, which I think is a religious term. You can go with Senor, um, G, Mr. G, Netherlands. So two different countries entered a non non-female gendered person into the pageant, and now the Thai guy not to be confused with Five Guys Pizza, but Thai Guys Miss Universe has gone bankrupt at the same time the pageant is going on. This is from the BBC, who would never lie, especially when they write Miss Jacra Judatip. Of course, in England, it's illegal to misgender somebody, but you wouldn't want to take a stand. Nobody likes taking stands in England, unless it's for my my chips and my blood pudding. Blues Brackpool says it's nice. The Thai owner of Miss Universe pageant, which was once part of the former U.S. Donald Trump's business empire, has filed for bankruptcy a year after buying it for $20 million. JKN Global Group has said it would try to resolve a liquidity problem. So, of course, this is how many businesses get out of paying debts, for example. They go and they file a different type of bankruptcy than your typical bankruptcy, which would be, I have nothing left. I've liquidated all my assets. Please don't make me pay anything. I'm, I'm dying, essentially. But businesses can do it. I think it's Chapter 11 in the United States. I don't know what it is anywhere else where they can basically say, we're getting rid of this business, and it's a it's a fun way to move money around sometimes, allegedly. It's Chief, Chief Executive and Jackapon Jackra Judatip, say that nine times, is a transgender woman who bought the firm as the pageant became more inclusive. You see how that's... That's the type of thing that says, let's scroll up. Oh, we can't even click on their name. Mariko Oi, business reporter without a byline. 
The company can continue its operation while being under the rehabilitation plan. Funding for the deal was raised through bonds, but the firm missed a repayment deadline of around $12 million, which was due on September 1st. Okay, I guess, you know, it's we missed our deadline. It's only $12 million. In the past year, JKN's share price has fallen by more than 80%. That's rough. The Thai Bankruptcy Court has set the hearing date for the petition for business rehabilitation on 29 January, according to the firm. We, of course, on unauthorized opinions, hate the way British people write the date. The tw- it's on 29 January. Under the ownership of JKN, the pageant has allowed mothers and married women to participate in the contest from this year. We'll talk about that in a second. The revised format will also feature at least two trans women for the first time after Marina Machetti, not to be confused with Danny Trejo's movie, The Machetti, became the first transgender woman to win Miss Portugal and Ricky Valerie Cole. You like how <laughs> basically when a transgender guy uh, becomes a woman, he comes up with the, the, the same name a teenage boy would use for his online moniker, you know, pretending to be a girl. You're playing some Fallout. You're playing some. Uh, what's the other game I'm thinking of? Some PUBG online or whatever. Pretending to be a girl. I'm Marina Machete. Badass. Uh, I'm Ricky Valerie. Like, <laughs> like you're one step away from Ricky Bobby at that point. The annual pageant with a history spanning seven decades is broadcast in more than 165 countries. And now you can see dudes in it. Who is uh, you miss universally? Yeah, now we had a smear Trump for the last for the last half of the article. It's wonderful, you guys. So the idea here is that inclusivity is the way forward. Diversity is our strength. As I move my hands around girlishly, but inclusivity, they say, pregnant women are allowed. I mean, okay, if you're not showing, if you're just technically pregnant, and you wanted to enter the contest. I don't see any point of that. It banned women with children. I don't know if that's because it said, Hey, you probably should have something better to do than chasing your vanity. Maybe I guess, but the idea of all around inclusivity isn't supposed to be like anything, you know, um, we're talking about a beauty pageant. So can a guy join? Apparently yes. Can, a team, an NBA team join. Can Draymond Green, Steph Curry, and Clay Thompson say, we are now joining the Miss Universe pageant as one person, and we're guys who have to include us. It sounds ridiculous, but where does it stop? Like, If you are willing to go as far as saying, hey, a guy's allowed in this girls' competition because you identify as a woman, the absurdity and logical leap there says that I can also claim to be whatever I want. So two people can claim to be one, you know, a child can claim to be a grown woman enter the, if we're going on the basis that it's whatever you want. And we've been over this people. We've been over this. If it's whatever you want, I can be the famous, you know, attack helicopter. I can be the donkey from Shrek. I can be whatever I please. And it's going to work out. The businesses like to pretend that this works out, just like Miss Universe was pretending this was going to work out, just like NASCAR and Bud Light pretend this is this is going to be it's going to be so inclusive. We'll just everyone in the NHL will kneel and we'll all wear trans flags everywhere and it's going to work out. 
nobody's gonna get cut but no and too soon for that joke you guys nobody's making any skate cutting jokes here miss universe judge says bankruptcy is due to outrage over transgender organizer now this is coming from a former judge from 2022 and they say that it's because exactly what you think it is is because they took miss universe and all of a sudden 95 percent of girls who aren't you know college students or high school students who 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 realize that girls are girls are not crazy and, and don't care about it anymore. I mean, if a guy can win it, then why do I care? If a little girl is just looking at the TV screen or a teenage girl and saying, oh, so pretty, what a wonderful dress, and all of a sudden you start seeing a guy with stink lines and hairy armpits on there because that will come soon if you don't stop it now. There will be. How can you say that hairy armpits aren't beautiful? How can you say that... Um, a big Samoan wrestler guy is not beautiful. A Miss Universe judge has claimed that outrage over participation of a trans woman is completion. Trans woman incompletion has caused the organizer to file bankruptcy. Emily Austin, 2022 Miss Universe judge said at a Fox News program called it morally wrong. I'm not sure this was in English. Said at a Fox News program called it morally wrong. The remark comes a day after the competition was held in El Salvador last week. We got to do some fact-checking on this website here. NDTV. I think this is... Is this the Hong Kong network? NDTV? I think her company in Thailand has its own financial issues, the judge said. But socially and morally, it's just wrong, and people are starting to catch on to that. I would the The connection... You have to make this connection with some sort of you know, basis for why you're making it simply saying that I was a judge and, and this is the reason why doesn't exactly pass the smell test and it shouldn't, even though it sounds right. Maybe this person has inside connections as to why, but I, if you're going to make this claim, I think you have to make this evidence, even though we all like to get up here and say, you know, this is the obvious reason you can say Bud Light did this campaign, Bud Light sales are massively down and combine that with, you know, people making fun of you if you order a Bud Light at a, at a bar or a sports venue. For Miss Universe, unless their ratings are way down or unless, you know, they've been getting letters that said, hey, that guy's ball was hanging out during the broadcast, then I don't think you can just make this jump. And of course, it goes on to say that they're submitting this bankruptcy rehabilitation thing. I think what happens with Miss Universe and this thing is you go the straight and narrow path. You do what you've been doing this whole time. And if there is a demand, this is what I say about video games. If there's a demand for that, then, then it will exist on its own. And if you think there's a demand on it, why don't you be the first company to say, hey, tra Miss Transgender Woman 2023. And I originally made this point for, I think it was FIFA 2023, which came out this year, obviously. Um, no, 2024 is this year. I think it was FIFA 2023 last year. They do the year ahead, so they don't let it left behind. They were promoting woman on the cover, you know, commercials, 90% women in the game. And I was saying, thinking to myself and saying out loud, even as I'm known to do, that if they're spending this much time on the game to feature women in the game, and it's such an important part of the game not me saying it 
them saying it. It's such an important part of the game that we spend all this time putting women in the game, you know, scanning their likeness and putting in their their special celebrations and moves in the game. And other parts of the game still suck, which is true. Anyone could tell you that to play these games. If it's so important that this be in the game, then why haven't you gone and made another game? If the demand is so high, why don't you have men's FIFA 2023 and women's FIFA 2024? Now, they don't have FIFA on the name, neither here nor there anymore. But why can't you make a separate team, make a separate game for women's soccer 2024? And since it's so important and so many girls play these games, why don't you make this game and it'll sell like hotcakes? What's the difference? If they were to say, here's the version with girls in it, version A, and here's the version without girls in it, version B, and this version has a couple extra features, and this in the A version, its only extra feature is the girls in it. Would you rather have, you know, a choice of 50 other different balls or extra animations, or would you rather have the girls team? Which one do you think the casual fan or hardcore fan will choose? The casual fan will not choose the one that has the girls in it. And the hardcore gamer will not choose the one that has the girls in it. In this case, for Miss Universe, the hardcore gamer, the girl who says, hey, Miss Universe, you know, the girls on this are pretty. I like their dresses. I want to be in pageants or I am in pageants. The hardcore gamer in that situation is not going to say what this is missing is actually dudes. (laughs) <laughs> just like the boys and the teens and the Andrew says is playing the video games. You're going to not going to say what this is missing is actually, you know, rise up girls, rise up and kick that ball. I don't know anything else other than rise up. We can say legally, but th- nobody's going to pick that. And so if you think it's such an important thing and you want to prove something, miss transgender, 2023 women's FIFA soccer, 2096 whatever it may be but they won't do that because without the the background without the pillar of miss universe fifa soccer the other cannot exist and it will not exist on its own and everything else is pretend everything else is the you know the 31 year old lonely girl possibly obese possibly put salt on things that do not need salt to be on them She's the one saying we need this inclusivity and we need it now. In the Miss Universe's case, it's a guy who thinks he's a pretty girl saying we need other guys who think they're pretty girls because, you know, girls are kind of icky to me. And and I would like more more transgender people in the Miss Universe. We didn't get here, folks, by um, by being mean. We got here by them shoving it down our throats. We got to this point where we say, you know, it's guys being being oh so pretty that they're in miss universe pageants we didn't get there on our own we got there by saying or by hearing them say you're a bigot if you don't like transgender women you're a bigot if you don't like man of the year kim kardashian or uh bruce jenner i'll keep it all in the family of course we got here by them shoving it into our faces and i guess maybe according to this last article the pageant fans have had enough Let's take a look at the chat here. Kurt Elliott says um, something I probably shouldn't read on air. <laughs> Shout out Kurt Elliott. Um, sure we can. He says, I guess it takes, I guess it all it takes is gays to decide the woman of the year is a man. You know, I, I don't blame it on gay people. I blame it on the women who allow these things to happen. 
there's the reason they submit a woman of the year category for everything is because women say, Hey, what about us? Right. And whether that's right or wrong, it's up for the women to then say, Hey, no guys in this, but that's not going to happen unless I guess you're a swim team or a power lifter these days. It's starting to turn around, but that's not going to happen if the women don't stand up for themselves and say, Hey, we actually, we actually just meant a category for women and only women and not add in a category for women, which also men can be in for some reason. Shout out to Nostressless Los. I, I'm not, I'm not reading that. Uh, but shout out to you, Craig's Catfish Cave. Now that's a good that's a good name. Shout out to you. Shout out to everybody on Rumble. I don't know if Getter's operating right now, but shout out to everybody on that and uh, Twitter and Twitch, of course. Our next story we're going to move on to is blackface in California. And we got some blackface images to show you. A middle schooler in California was suspended from going to any football games because they said he's wearing blackface. Now, this is just ridiculous. This young lad showed up to a high school football game. Clearly, he's looking up to players or has an older brother on one of the teams. Clearly, he looks up to NFL players who do this thing for no reason. You know, it's to look cool. It's to look frightening. It's sometimes to keep the sun out of your eyes, the eye black. And he smears it all underneath his eyes down there on his sideburns. Nothing on his forehead. Maybe there's a little bit from wiping his brow earlier. Nothing around his lips or his nose. And nobody knew about this until Libs of TikTok posted about it. And the principal then saw it and he's like, this is blackface. Get this kid out of here. He calls the parents. And, you know, he says, we have a disciplinary notice to give you. And it's because your son was in blackface. And we can show you the notice, actually. Painted his face black at a football game. Not even willing to call it blackface. But they said, I'll get to this in a second, actually. The reason for the suspension, he got a two-day suspension. You can see that up here, number of days, suspension. The reason he was suspended was here under number 14, hate incidents, offensive comment, intent to harm. So I don't know if a comma means as well, I think. Offensive comment, intent to harm. They're saying he did blackface on purpose, and therefore he's trying to harm people. I like some of the other things you can get suspended for in this school district. Smoking. Four offenses of cigarettes. Billy smoked cigarettes four times. Obscene acts, habitual profanity. You brought a bong to school, maybe. Sexual harassment, obviously not a good thing. Hazing. Well, they said offensive common intent to harm. Look at what they put under interventions. Previous interventions attempted. No place for hate presentation. Review of C-Room school rules. Frequent check-ins. Parent and student contact assemblies they made this little kid go through a re-education system a presentation for why he's a piece of trash as a punishment for him wearing the eye black at this football game and this company called the foundation for individual rights and expression nickname is fire we go by fire the notice stated that the 13 year old boy painted his face black at a football game and noted he was to be suspended for two days the notice also described that previous interventions had included a presentation called No Place for Hate. 
principal told the child's parents in a meeting that he was also banned from attending future athletic events for wearing blackface. And of course, this uh, organization stood up for him and told the school that they need to remove the infraction from his disciplinary record and lift the ban on his attendance for future athletic events. So this poor little kid, he's a middle schooler, so I guess grade six, seven or eight. He goes to a football game for some older kids, a high school interstate championship. I think it was, it says at the top. Unified school district. You know, uh, La Jolla, and I know how to pronounce that because I'm so Spanish, and Morse High School in San Diego. And he shows up, and he's all excited. He's wearing his eye black. He smears it down the, his face like, uh, like, like some sort of cool football player would do. And they accuse the little boy of blackface. Now, where have we heard this before? Where do we hear about blackface? We hear about it with Justin Trudeau, right? But Justin Trudeau doesn't even know how many times he's done it. And the reason I bring that up is because people not intending to wear black, to be offensive by black wearing blackface, they are the ones that get hit with it the most. If you are some sort of liberal comedian who does blackface, you will be given the clear, clear go ahead. You'll be allowed to do it. You'll be allowed to do anything that you want. Comedically, of course, maybe for some re- things you'll have to apologize for the most part. No, you don't. You don't have to adhere to today's standards for acts you did 20, 30 years ago as a leftist. I mean, you pr- and I don't think you should be punished. I think as a method of comedy, you should be able to do whatever you want within reasons like Kramer made might have taken it too far, you know, but when it's being done for comedy purses purposes and not just blatant insulting, you know, this is what you have to deal with in comedy. You have to be deal with things that are supposed to be offensive for the reason and the purpose of jokes. Justin Trudeau just had this serial thing about him where he always wanted to do blackface at Halloween parties and costume get togethers. He did it at a Halloween party. He did it to sing, Deo, you know the song that goes daylight come and me want to go home if you don't know that one that exists justin trio did blackface for a performance of that song he also did blackface at a like whitewater rafting resort black body excuse me out of control here justin trudeau did black body at a white water rafting i think he might have been an instructor instructor but he was mainly doing it with a bunch of people, painted himself head to toe in blackface, put a banana in his pants, had tattered jeans on. That's what Justin Trudeau did. Gets away with it. He says, internalized racism. I had blinders on. I didn't recognize my privilege. It's all okay. 12-year-old kid does it. You're banned. Now, if you're not familiar with how many leftist comedians, and we can, you know, confirm that they're leftist by their actions, if you're not familiar with how many of them have done it, Jimmy Kimmel has done it. Now, do I have a problem with the way Jimmy Kimmel did it? No, I don't. He did it on the man show. He always did this voice where he did Carl uh, Malone, an NBA player in the late 90s, early 2000s. He always did this voice. He would say, kids, now you listen to Carl Malone. And then he started doing it as a character in blackface. 
you don't hear Jimmy Kimmel crying about that. You hear him crying about healthcare and stuff and Donald Trump. You don't hear him crying because he's apologizing for blackface. We just pretend that didn't happen. Howard Stern. Howard Stern did it in the early 90s, and he did it, like, to excess. He did it with um, this costume on. He did it with an accent, like, not just Carl Malone's accent. He did it with, like, a stereotypical accent. But, again, he did it with another black actor who was playing his co-host, his black female co-host. So, if I recall correctly, she thought it was a little too much. Obviously, I think it's Sherman Hemsley is this guy's name. They didn't, um, he didn't have so much of a problem with it. He's in the skit with Howard Stern, but it was pretty hardcore from what I remember. Like, as in is making as racist jokes as possible. But now the Howard Stern show has had a KKK guy on it many times. It's had a black co-host the entire time. They've just done everything offensive you can think of. But Howard Stern, who's offended by everything now, he doesn't have to atone for that either. Now, here's a picture of so many other people who did. Joy Behar did it. You know, she's on The View crying every single week. Jimmy Fallon did it, a comedian. I don't know who he's impersonating there. Billy Crystal, apparently. I think I vaguely remember that. I'm not sure. This Ted Danson one looks hardcore, too. I don't know like what that's about. Judy Garland. My point is, is in the case of Fallon, Kimmel, Behar, and for sure... Howard Stern. These are left-wing guys who don't even have to atone for for what they did as a joke. I'm not I don't think they should have to, but they don't even have to mention it. It doesn't even get brought up like nobody talks to Jimmy Kimmel and says, "Hey, what about the blackface you're doing?" or when Hillary Clinton comes on Howard Stern in the last couple of years, nobody says, "How do you go on Howard Stern when he used to have porn stars on all the time and did blackface?" Nobody has to answer for that. But when a twelve-year-old kid goes to a, a football game with eye black on the bottom of his face, and it's not even—he's not doing blackface on purpose. He doesn't appear to be even doing it at all, and it's not a joke either. It's just you think he's doing something mean. He doesn't like. There's no conversation that can be had. He's suspended immediately but when other people just blatantly do it oh it's just comedy you know it's just comedy. which i agree it is just comedy but there's a i think we're seeing now there's a two-tier system with everything and when one side of the political aisle controls everything for so long almost anything they do can be swept under the rug and brushed off as long as you all agree not to talk about it there's this guy named hunter biden i'm not sure if you've heard of him but he gets away with a lot there are these people called the the Clintons. I always called the Blintons, Bill Clinton, the Blintons and the Blobamas. They get away with anything. Obama's daughters and, you know, Hunter Biden get away with anything. Trump Jr. so much as sweats. He's a, he's a piece of crap. <laughs> so I just want to see some some fair treatment. It's in San Diego. That's supposed to be some more of a conservative part of California. But nonetheless, a 12-year-old boy has been lambasted for going above and beyond what he's supposed to do, as a, which is just clapping, I guess. Um, that MF or not real lady is back in the news. She was on Alex Stein's show, friend of the show, Alex Stein. I saw she was on there, and I said, uh, I messaged the producer of Alex Stein's show. Very nice guy. And I said... 
Did you see her on the Barstool Sports uh, Pardon My Take podcast? She said that it was just part of a conversation, her freakout. There was nothing. It was just a, an expression. That guy's not real. They didn't ask her about the parts where she said, hey, the, the, the paraphrasing here now, but she said, according to the police report, this plane's going to go down. Everyone's going to die. I don't want to stay on here. You guys can stay and die with the rest of them. They never asked her about that. So it appears Alex Stein uh, and his producer at least asked her somewhat about this. Now, can I ask you a question, Tiffany? Oh, what? Uh, no. You can answer honestly, or you can lie. <laughs> I hit up airplane bars before every flight. How many tequila shots did you have before the flight? Yes, everybody Actually, wants to I know. I didn't have any tequila shots. Thank you. Uh, can, can, so that did you have a drink sober? at all? Yeah, I was in AA lounge, and I had a couple glasses of wine. <gasps> oh, I love the AA lounge. Wait, so you got the, look, I got the AA card, too. Well, oh, I don't God. anymore. <laughs> but I got it so we can go to the lounge together. This is the Amex. And look, look, I got the Amex Platinum, too. So, you know, I'm a pimp on a blimp. That's Amex Platinum, folks. You get to go to either lounge. We get to go to the American Lounge. What's the black? Uh, that is for different financial reasons. I can't get that because I stole a bunch of, I stole some woman's identity. And... Oh, so exactly why you want my social security number. Yeah, oh, that's part of the reason. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah so, go so, you had a couple glasses of wine. You were kind of, you know anxious or whatever and then you had to freak out and that's no, is that okay no anxiety so I wasn't anxious. <laughs> there was an earpiece earbud missing or something no that was just like the start of everything that was the beat that was that would start it all yeah but no <sighs> tiffany you're such a good sport you're such a legend so where do you think you're going to head from here in your mind like what is your next goal to achieve you become arguably the most famous person of 2023 you've had I wouldn't um, call it famous. <laughs> it is famous. In this day and age of the digital era, like you're literally more famous yeah, than any it actor. It would be really nice not to be called the crazy lady. So um, I wouldn't well, call that famous. Well, how, Alex, before the <laughs> show's over, let's rebrand her. How can we rebrand crazy yeah, lady? Yeah, how would you like to be rebranded? <laughs> I have no clue. How about um, passionate Passionate female passenger? Passionate, passionate passenger. passenger. I am very passionate. Passionate passenger. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a little better. Thank Tiffany, the passionate passenger. Because yeah. that, that's what uh, I hear people say. I'm not angry. I'm just passionate. <laughs> so that's what we're And then when are we going to get married again? Summer wedding? I like fall. Can you, yeah, can you wait till after baby Tiffany is a little no. older? So we, yeah, because she, can be she the, has to be the flower girl. She can be the flower girl. Wait a yeah. year until she can walk. So she at least needs to be. Shout out Alex Stein crew. Love those guys. So. You'll notice that this girl doesn't want to answer the actual questions. She, as you can see, she's getting pretty uncomfortable and saying she doesn't want to be known as crazy lady. And then she says something like the missing earbud is what started it all. But we can't get any more details than that. Like this girl's gone on Barstool Sports, just hung out with them, you know, did so much content with them goes on Alex Stein. Now, obviously that's only a few minutes and I'm sure she was a great sport to make it an hour and such into it. But when we talk about her having some drinks or whatever it was, and the quotes about her saying that everybody's going to die on the plane. And she, she didn't even care about her luggage. She said she just wanted to get off a person who just says that they had an argument with somebody and they don't need to, you know, explain any further, but they want to capitalize on this fame. It's it's like this is it's like say the line, Bart. Like, what are you doing on this show if you're not going to actually tell us what happened? Do you have a law? You could say I have a lawsuit going on right now. I don't want to talk about that. But like, what's going on? She says she just had an argument with a guy on the on the plane, 
It was a figure of speech when she said that MF is not real. And then when they point out that she reported it to the police that it was over a missing earbud, she doesn't like, did he steal it? Where did it go missing? It was apparently with a family member. What does that even mean? Was this guy a family member? Does she hate this person? And then we're just ignoring that she said she's ignoring that she said everyone on this plane is going to die or something to that effect. And I don't even care about my luggage that much that we're in that much danger that I don't care about my luggage. That's a person who's having a freak out drunk or something. Allegedly, we have no proof or on some sort of drugs, I think. And what I've maintained here. I think that what happened was she she was either drunk or drinking or doing some hallucinogens. And she went on the sort of, you know, shape-shifting alien, um, interdimensional elf sort of things. The things, your stereotypical 30-year-old woman who's, you know, anti-lockdown, pro-conspiracy, you know, watches a little bit of Stu Peter stuff, very prone to believing the the most outlandish version of every story that comes out, no matter what, no matter what it is, she doesn't believe it. That's who I think Tiffany Gomez is. She's a marketing executive from Texas. She's willing to go on all these joking, the comedy things like pardon my take and primetime 99 pip on a blend Alex Stein. So she's willing to joke about this stuff, but she's not willing to actually talk about, you know, what exactly it is she says and what exactly she believes that sort of falls in line with like the professional working woman who is trying on one hand, she's straddling like a a bit of a mainstream job here. On the other hand at night, she's thinking, you know, lasers from the helicopters cause causing these wildfires. That's what I'm taking from her. And that's what my stance was. She is a marketing person. She took this in a direction for her own marketability, which is fine. I love, I love that for you, man. But what I don't get is answer the questions or else I'm I'm going to criticize it. And I love that the producer of Alex Stein's show said this. And and he pointed this out to me when I when I asked him about it. So I had to find it. And of course, she just dodged it right away. You know, that MF is not real. And then there is the story arc where the guy claimed that he um, was a Mason or something. Not Richie the Barber. Fans of the channel know Richie the Barber and our views on Richie the Barber. But it was another guy we covered who had a bunch of tattoos. And she said, or he said that she was the one he pointed at. And he's a guy who says he is in the, he is Mason uh, related and blah, 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 blah. I didn't believe him. But there's so many different story arcs here. And none of it makes sense. None of it makes sense from the angle that she's given, which is, I was just upset. Because I don't know about you guys, if you've ever ridden on a bus, you ever been on a plane or a train, and every and everything's crowded, and you want to get off, and the person next to you is three hundred pounds, or there's a baby crying in your ear, you don't exactly get up and say that a person is not real and say that the plane's going down and everybody's going to die, unless you're making some, you want to make some sort of scene to get them to get you up, left you off the plane. If she wants to say. I said that stuff because I wanted to get off the plane any way I could. I didn't even care if I was going to get arrested at that point, which she didn't. She didn't get arrested. Or I was wasted. She, I I don't know what she's covering up for here, but she's covering up for something. And that's the thing I have a problem with. 
let's check out any more stuff in the chat. <clears throat> Did she see a shapeshifter or what? Says Delta Mail. Delta Mail. I haven't. I've heard of Giga Chad. I've heard of Alpha. I've heard of Beta. A Delta Mail. Is it somebody in a fraternity or sorority? I don't know. A Delta Mail to me. It makes me think of the shape like Delta. But she's seeing a shapeshifter. I don't think so. Unless, um, like I said, unless she was on some hallucinogenics and she wants to come out and admit that. All we're asking for here is she come out and admit what exactly you were on or not on or what actually happened or tell us that you have a lawsuit bumbling or you legally can't say something, something to allude to the fact that you can't actually say what happened for a specific reason. And then I'll, then I'll excuse some of it, but if you're just going to do this whole thing where it's just like, I don't like being known as the crazy lady. You were acting crazy lady. Like, come on now. (laughs) Patreon.com slash UOPod bonus podcast every single week, you guys. And Last week was with Lewis Brackpool, Lewis M. Brackpool, who needs to come back to Canada. $10 a month, Canadian basement low dollars to help us become Joe Rogan over here at Unauthorized Opinions. Become the Raptor Superfan. The Raptor Superfan is a Sikh guy who has very good seats. He throws up things while people shoot free throws, but he's been at season tickets for the entirety of the Raptors organization's you know, life somehow he's that rich or become an unauthorized person. And basically the world is at your fingertips. We'll take your request for stories. We will uh, do a commentary reaction video to something you like. The Patreon is growing and the podcast does have a bonus episode every week. Last week on the weekend, come on England bonus podcast with Lewis Brackpool. We went over a bunch of footage that Lewis recorded on uh, Remembrance Day, Veterans Day, Armistice Day in England, on Veterans Day in England, where they were trying to go to the Cenotaph, the the statue, the English statue commemorating the troops, and they were blocked off for no reason by the police, and then they were called far right. So basically, it seems to me that the police coordinated something with the media where they wanted to make them look terrible, and that's what we talked about. Lewis had firsthand footage of that. He was in the crowd. I'd give it a like here if I could, but I can't. Um, but you can, if you go to patreon.com slash uopod, um, and love us, like us and love us and love us and like us. I also wanted to give a shout out to TJ Laramie. He won last night, defended his belt in the BTC, which is a, um, MMA organization here in Ontario, Canada. He's still the champion. Uh, I sponsored him for the last fight. It was a, it was a great finish. And here he is. Just beating a guy. Step over. He's got the this, full mount. This might be. This might this be, could it. be the beginning of the end here. You can finish this in full mount. He doesn't have to step over. Good oh, score. I let go. go of the grip. Did layer me. Good job from. But Man. still, full mount with a minute and ten left in the round to work with for Laramie. Not a good. He's gonna get flat. So that's basically when you when you give up when you give the guy the back here and all you're doing is. He's looking for a way out. TJ wrecked him in the second round. Shout out, friend of the show, TJ Laramie. And shout out to everybody in the chat, Delta Mail, who I mentioned, Kurt Elliott. Um, I'm going to try to say the name now and look at it really closely. 
Nostros Los Lobos Estamos Representado. Sounds Portuguese. We don't support Brazil in this house. You know what I'm saying? Unless you're a Patreon subscriber. Craig's Catfish Cave. Still love that name. Everybody on YouTube. Everybody on Rumble. I'm looking at the Rumble page right now. Shout out to everybody on Rumble. Not sure what's going on with Getter. You know, we've, we've over here at Unauthorized Opinions, we've pretty much given up on trying to live stream there. Sometimes it's one person. Sometimes it's 10. Sometimes it doesn't work. But we are posting on Getter. And um, if anyone wants to help figure that out, like they've got three different live stream platforms on Getter, but uh, it's it's not the best. Patreon.com slash Um, I had a new video earlier this week on youtube.com slash andrew does andrew d-o-e-s the same name as my instagram new streeters there gonna have some new stuff as well next week and more frequently on that channel uh, i went to an international women's show and asked them about you know can men be women and what is a woman the classic question at a woman's show it wasn't as you will be surprised when this comes out it wasn't as woke as you thought it was or would be they had male strippers there they had business women there. It turns out the world of women who actually have jobs and are actually professionals and want to sell people things and want to buy people things, they're normal-ish. There was no pride flags there. There was no... Tra- Can you believe there was no trans flags there? Can you believe that? And then the week before that, the the video that's up there right now is me triggering some university students by asking... Uh, if the men should be in women's sports. So a little bit of double action, but the university students was about sports specifically. And the women's conference was pretty much what is a woman or can a man be a woman? Even asked, even asked a stripper, a male stripper about it. The people who won't answer the question or who you think will answer it poorly you know, they really just signal themselves by having green hair and whatnot. But that's going to be the end of the show. Shout out Alex Stein. Again, patreon.com slash uopod and andrewsaystv.com. You can see all my links there. I know it gets a little hectic. I'm on Blaze. I've got the two YouTube channels and the podcast. Hope you guys are following everything. Everything gets pretty much posted on my Instagram, but all the links are on andrewsaystv.com. I appreciate everybody watching. I appreciate all all the followers we're getting on the podcast channel. The world will be ours. And to quote James Bond movie titles, tomorrow is not enough. The world, wait, tomorrow never dies. The world is not enough. And on her nights, on her majesty's secret service, somehow or some way, we will get on the secret service. Turn it up, Jordan.